Is it okay to be proud of your culture? Is a white man and a Māori man able to talk about the racial divide? A 42-year-old can get in front of a camera, right? You know, for 21-year-olds like watching this thinking that 42-year-olds got it all sorted out. If you have a purpose and you take the chance to pursue that purpose, He's got all the connections, he's got all the money, he's got all the... Uh, you don't, it's bullshit, I don't have anything. I don't have... We could create a, a bigger thing, sports that we love, all that news that's coming up. Is it okay to be shamed by the people in your life? Anyone that hates a certain group of people. That's, that's just got to come from, like, like upbringing. Love to have those types of conversations, spec, uh, particularly about sports that I love. Like. Well, I think every human's born to segregate themselves into groups. It just might be race, it might be height, it might be, you know, popularity, good looks. What about the good look disparity, eh? How good looking people do better in life? Once I started getting into, you know, learning more about the culture, all of these things just started kind of showing themselves. Just go and do it. Like, the world needs, I reckon, the world needs a lot more of this. How do you navigate the challenges that come with looking yourself in the mirror and being afraid of what's possible if you actually applied your dreams this is an interesting one so wonder what you think oh yeah we started yeah we started let's yeah. say imposter syndrome for those that i know is like and i had to get someone else to explain this to me it was just like it's, it's the feeling of you not um being the person or something or or, or being you not feeling worthy that you are the person that you are so for instance when i was doing like this warriors fan tv thing it was just like i kind of felt a little bit of that because i was like i'd never been on a camera with someone following me around i never had a microphone in my hand never really done this thing um sports things and all of a sudden boom here we are yeah well you you you're good at it you talk so i was i was editing it and i was looking at it and you're like you're giving some good shit like you're fucking with them and they're laughing and then like they're just strangers and you're turning it into like cool moments and stuff like did, what, what was it like when you first started were you mic shaken or you just like repressed everything and just looked deadpan or so when i look at those very first interviews mm. i can feel the nervousness like mm. it takes me back to how nervous i was like the heart racing the kind of palpitations but when you watch them when, when i watch them with like fresh eyes of someone that that wasn't doing it um didn't know it's it looks fine like i i look fine everyone tells me now you know one guy told me it looked very natural and like you had been doing this a long time and i was just like wow i'm a good liar (laughs) you know i I can fake the confidence quite well but no look it was um yeah it was it was pretty nerve-wracking yeah well i have a theory on anxiety cool and the nerve-wracking thing because people scare me so i do it for a living i was like fuck it and uh the I find I'm most anxious when there's the the greater the distance between how I feel and how I'm acting. So if I'm putting on a mask and that mask is powerful, the anxiety is stronger. So did you find like you're shitting yourself because you had a front in some sense because you couldn't actually feel the emotion? Like if you're sitting there shaking, hey guys. (laughs) I think for me, I I wanted to produce something really high quality. So it started, this this that whole project started about five years ago. And I was like, um, there's this thing called sports fan-generated media, right? And it's been it's been pretty big for the last five, ten years now. Like, just some kid in his room opens up his laptop, 
his or her laptop and talks about his or her favorite team and why he or she loves or hates you know the game that happened on and like i i love that kind of stuff i'm a big sports fan so i love Mm. i love alternative opinions other than the and big ups to everyone who's in a broadcasting room and big ups to everyone who's gone to journalist school and but but i want the raw shit i want the fan who and fans watch every game you know inch by inch second by second every single game a lot of these fans do anyway and they've got these insights into into their sports team into why things happened Mm. so i'm in i'm in i've been into that type of media for a long time so i follow certain uh, certain people online who who make that type of media and i was like man no one's really doing that here in new zealand there Mm. are a couple of podcast uh people Mm doing stuff like this but no one I, I didn't see anyone going to games and bringing the bringing the viewer into the game day experience there are some tv shows that do it kind of sporadically they go around with a microphone a guy goes around he's he's a bit funny but um i was like nah i think fans would love it if it was like someone going week in week out doing this for the fans because yeah so hmm. um the anxiety was like i wanted to produce something super high quality I wanted an expensive camera. I wanted my mate who's a videographer to come along. I needed the audio to be, you know, crisp because the type of media that I watch, it's got all those it's got all those high quality things in it. Good video and super high quality microphone. So then the only missing piece was me to do my job. Talent. <laughs> right? You yeah, the pressure. Yeah, that's yeah. the missing piece yeah. and that's what was and I it almost didn't happen. Like, oh yeah because like i said to my friend look th- this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna ask you you can say no but i i kind of need someone to come around with me to film me as i'm as i'm doing this after the after round four which when we played the doggies and he was like oh that sounds amazing yeah i'd love to do it and i was like are you sure and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah cool cool um i'm there i'm done i'm cool so i said to him, meet me outside the gates around about five o'clock or whatever I didn't hear from him at four thirty, and I'm at the game, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe he's not going to show." You know, I'm just like kind of setting myself up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> if it doesn't show, ah, oh, goodbye. It's all good. Yeah, I don't care. I yeah, never cared anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he texts me. He's like, "I'm just parking up," and that's when. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's when the emotion started. Like, uh, this is real. This is happening. Um, I had some questions written down on like a piece of paper. And I kind of completely forgot about all those questions. <laughs> and he rolls in, and he's got this big ass camera. <laughs> yeah. And he's got this microphone. He's te- teaching me how to use it, and I'm just like, you know, like the nerves and the legs. Even just talking about it now, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can like, my body's going back to that moment. Yeah, yeah. nerves and the legs, <laughs> a bit of like tingling going on. And we're standing outside gate A, and I remember this. We're standing outside gate A, and this, there's a, there's a big raft of fans coming out. We just won, and uh, no one stops. No one stops. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No one wanted to stop. Like, who the hell are you? And I was like, hey guys, you wanna. Hey, um, hey, you. Yeah, I can um, hear the tonality that you've been putting on as well. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ooh. And I turned to my mate and he's like, hmm, you know, we don't know yet. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, the funny thing later on, he said to me, um, probably like a, like a week later after we talked about it, he was just like, to be honest, I, I thought no one was going to stop. <laughs> but what we realize now is the, pe- the people that are coming out of the stadium want to get to their cars. Mm. They want to leave. They're like, got other things going on you know they're just they're just gonna it's it's the second and third waves of fans that come out so usually all the all the mums and all the families all the kids and everything 
because if you don't know Penrose, there's no trains that there's no train system. There's no, I think there's a bus. I've got no idea. But anyway, everyone drives to the games, park up in this massive ass car park. As soon as and some people even leave like 15 minutes before. Yeah, right. And because it's just gridlocked around there. Yeah, so they rush and be the first. Right, but it's and you this, think they don't like you? Well, they didn't because they were just like <laughs> they weren't stopping. They weren't stopping. But yeah, it, was, yeah. it was that second wave and that yeah, yeah. third wave, and then um, what was uh, your first stop and what did you do? Because I know what it's like to stop people in the street and sell them shit, but put, interviewing them, I can feel it. I, I can understand what would happen. I had a I had a whole whole bunch of things. Hey guys, did the, and uh, I think I just kind of went back to my kind of um, sales experience. Just get to the fucking point. What are you? What are you? <laughs> What are you stopping these people for? Yeah, yeah. So it was just um, thoughts on the game. That was it. Guys, thoughts on the game. Thoughts on the game. Can I get your thoughts on the game? Warriors fan TV. It's like the, the first time I'd ever like uttered those words <laughs> to any, anybody else, right? <laughs> sounds legit. Sounds real legit with sounds, the camera too. Sounds real legit. And, and <laughs> you can see it in their faces. They're looking at me, looking at the camera, yeah. looking at my camera mate. And like there's a microphone in front of them. And then they just went, they just spoke. Hmm. And that was the start of it. Wow, because I like I don't know about the logistics component, but like I used to train people to stop people in the street and sell them like charity stuff essentially. Mm-hmm. But uh, like especially when you're nervous and you got that tonality that inflects on the top, and you're questioning, and inside you're dying. But then and then you catch them when they're not quite close enough, and you got to catch them early enough. So, have you been able to like obviously it started as a passion project a little bit. Ha- has there been like an approach from a corporate? Have you made? You know, has it monetized on YouTube or you just, what's the game plan? Are you just doing it out of the goodness of your heart? How's it going, bro? I reckon if I had like 10 bucks every time someone asked me, what is that end goal? What's the game plan? You know, I oh mean, I'd be rich right now. Yeah. You know, I'd be absolutely loaded. So I like to be original. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Warriors Fan TV is bought in zero dollars, right? Oh, yeah. So we are three and a half months old. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, that's fresh. Well, fuck. I should Made it sound like you've been doing it years, brother. Like the way it sounds like I remember. I, it, it sounds like well, it feels like we've been doing it for years as well. Like so, um, a couple of things. Quality needs to be up there. Consistency. There's games on every week, and as fans, like we've got a lot of needs. Fans, we want content every day. Like those are the levels now for like fan channels. It's like, and no disrespect to the ones who have come before me because. I've actually reached out to a couple that have had podcasts in the past Mm. and for some reason they've just stopped, you know, live, whatever, Mm. right? And they've just stopped. And I don't want Warriors Fan TV to be like that. So um, consistently good quality coming out. Are you sneaking in or do you have to buy a ticket? No, I'm buying, I'm buying tickets. Oh, shit. So you're you're, you're, you're in the red, brother, three and a half months for tickets. You were going to go anyways. Do you watch it and then talk about it? I have to watch the game. Oh, good. One hundred percent. Okay, so you're going to the game anyway. So fuck it. You I've just got to go to the games. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm showing up to all the home games. Oh, yeah. Um, and when there's away games, I, I've got actually residency. I suppose. You use the DJ term. I've got residency out east, at a at a local pub out there. Oh, residency. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, Warriors fan TV go out to Lucky's Lucky Sports Bar. Shout out Lucky Sports Bar over in Howick. Yeah. Shout out. Check it out. Um, What's the, they got a signature dish. <laughs> we're gonna shout him out mate they've got some good food over there yeah okay good. Go, go and check them out but he's got the big screen going on and i'm i'm down there with my camera and as soon as the game's finished i'm i'm there with my camera and my and my microphone with local fans over here in howick so hmm. um we've got that one over in howick and this weekend i'm going back up north to get my kids and i've um organized with a 
owner of a bar up there as well to do exactly the same thing. Wow. And all his hotel rooms are actually booked out for this one event that we're hosting there. Wow. Warriors, Watch out. Warriors Fan TV, Kihokianga. So going back going back to your original corridor, we've made zero dollars. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely a passion project. You know, it's 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 not my full time job. <laughs> it is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Uh, whether we monetize it, you know, who knows? Whether whether someone comes knocking and offers us to do something with them, who knows? Let's go knocking, bro. Fuck, waiting for them. What, so, hi, Liz. I, I like to, I like to brainstorm and try different things. So, let, let's assume you had no imposter syndrome and you're really happy with the quality and you weren't limited by your fears. What, what, what are some creative ways we could monetize? I got one idea, which would be. Nicky, Nicky, my man. It, Mickey, let me, yeah. let my, no, my to pucky, pucky. No, I don't have um, I don't have much to. <laughs> I'll just try get to pocket. Neither do yeah. I. Neither do I. Oh, thank you. And um, we can get into that as well. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what's an idea? <laughs> what's a million dollar idea? <laughs> well, there's there's a thing that um, it's starting to come on the scene where a lot of people want to get on TikTok, especially these brands. And hmm. there's a thing called Spark Ads, which you may or may not know about. No. Which is essentially. You can give away your creative content with all the social proof and likes and shares and all the sort of things, and they just plug a code in, chuck it in their um, campaign. So that would be an easy low-hanging fruit depending mm. on – so you've already like, hey, I've got this view. It's got 100,000 views. Would you like to put it in your content, whether it's Warriors or some other person that sells events or yep. or whether it's someone that would want to be associated with the Warriors and they add a little thing in it or something like that? You know, like mad butcher, proud supporters of fucking warriors, and then you just plug it to them. You would only have to learn a little bit just to explain it, because some of them have the limiting belief that they consume TikTok themselves, but don't believe their clients are on there. So you've got to navigate that. That would yeah. be one idea. What's yeah. your idea? So let's let's brainstorm some ways to make money from the passion. Oh look, there's so actually one brand is um is already setting me up some hats. So, oh yeah, you know, like you know product placement, like all that sort of stuff. Um, I think the most common way would be. What I've seen anyway is more like affiliates. So a brand, you've got a brand, you sell, freaking, I don't know, something that would appeal to Warriors fans or some things that kind of align with sports fans or rugby league fans or something like that, right? Here's a code in the description, go through there, there's a 10% discount. That's that's very kind of common. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I haven't really brainstormed many like money-making ideas off, off Warriors. I know you TV. haven't, and my, suspect, my suspicion is – because it required so much courage and because you have this aspiration to make this beautiful thing, that mm. fear of perfection. Which is strange because I'm not a perfectionist. Mm. Like, ask my business partner. I am not the perfectionist guy. He's the he's he's more of the, the slow thinker. Mm. The slow thinker, the let's take our time, let's not make a decision. I'm like, boom, let's go. Like, I spoke to you yesterday, you cold called me, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it was actually my idea to come here, not yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sold me, right? No, no. no I think... Um, there's a concept like the truth hurts mm. and I, I find there's something really beautiful about purpose that hurts because it's closer to who you are and you're confronted with your own reality so that's why i think this is a little different mm. but if we had if you had no fear no responsibility all the money in the world what would you do i'll probably grow well ultimately when 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 people say you know what's the end goal i would love for um warriors fan tv actually to be um, a small thing inside a large thing, right? So I've, I've created a sports media company, mm. right? It's focused just on the Warriors. There's nothing stopping us, and I've already like created a bit of a network with other league 
and sports creators online. And we're already talking about why don't we just help each other? Why don't we kind of collab in some way? I don't know what that looks like right now. Mm. <laughs> um, but there's nothing stopping other creators jumping on and learning from me and Warriors Fan TV and us creating another brand that is a little bit more far-reaching than just than just rugby league. Mm. Well, it makes sense that it's an applicable concept. Like you, you could have a system and process for creating genuine, authentic fan reactions, and it can be any sport. Anything. Oh, you lighten up a little bit when you talk about it. Anything. So I'll give you an example, right? Uh, yeah. Do you know Shane Van Gisbergen? No, but yeah, I feel like I'll let you down. No, nah, nah, he's a he's a um, a racing car driver. Oh, yeah. Right. He raced in Australia um, with the, the supercar category of uh, racing. Anyway, um, he, he was over in America just last week racing in one of their races called it's a it's a nascar street race nascar is one of the big formula one yeah i would say this is, is the most popular the biggest one probably second to that would be would be nascar yeah yeah lock it in for a million i'm locking it in <laughs> not gonna find shout me if you think you disagree <laughs> yeah comment leave a comment please leave a comment if you think you disagree <laughs> but i'm locking that one in. anyway um, he went over there um, as an invitational driver in one of their um, one of their races on a street on a street circuit. Now he's all over the, he's, he's all over New Zealand media because he won the race, so he's never raced these cars before, mm. and he's just gone over there and beaten all of the regular drivers. So this is a season, and this is just one race in, in the whole season. He's just jumped in there, I don't know how, taken over this car, and brought it home in in first place. And we're all going crazy over it, right because we're all like. Hey Shane, you're the man, and I'm getting a lot of hate online because what I, <laughs> what I think is this: he's very used to racing on street circuits in rear wheel drive cars in Australia. He's got like ten plus years experience. These guys over there race oval races, which go round and round in circles, right? <laughs> yeah. So I said to I said to people online, I was just like, "Am I the only one that thinks that SVG goes over there, pretty much blasts everybody in a, in in?" And they're more used to going round and round in circles, and like I've got, I've got a little bit of hate for it, right? But it's it's that type, and the reason why I put, the reason why I bring that up is, sports fans talk about these types of things all the time. Yeah, yeah. And we could we could create a a bigger thing, that's daily, about the sports that we love, or about news that's coming up. Otherwise, other sports fans will have to wait until six o'clock news if anyone still watches the news to see if if that little segment's going to make it onto the news. And we could we could own that sports media in this country. Yeah, wow! I didn't know you'd have such a controversial opinion coming on talking about racing and the. the I regret it now. Am I going to be by association be polarized and cancelled because you said that he won because? <laughs> I think it opens up discussions. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think I think it opens up courted all that um, others can say you're wrong because of this, and I'd love to have those types of conversations, uh, particularly about sports that I love, like. Like motorsport. Oh, I mean, there's real value in that. Like, I mean, genuine. You think about like the average corporate that get to that point where they're helping these teams. They're you know sitting in border and speculating on what people want, waiting six months to approve one piece of content that flops. Whereas you've already got brands. There's um, you've already got an example of proof that it works and that people are engaging with it. That they're not going to lose any sort of brand equity and that sort of thing. It makes sense as long as, long as you can have a machine for creating engaging enough content that people want to watch like a lot of it 
then why not? And it sounds fun. Do you like the interviewing or just the sports? Do I like the interviewing or just the sports? Yeah, like shooting the shit with people on the street. Is oh, that- I love shooting the shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. I do. Like, you know, if this setup could be with, you know, in a in, a, in another environment, with like 10 of us around just shooting the shit about sports, being recorded, but you're having that machine for someone else to be able to, like, edit everything, that would be, that would be good. You could have live broadcasts so that you're online and say whatever the fuck and you're not limited by the you know advertising broadcasting standards but you might depending on how you monetize it, it's either you sell your audience or you sell to them mm. there's really only two options i think really so like merchandise and stuff well so you either you either have an offering for the fans yourself which you know whatever that might be mm. you know maybe it's events where people come in and you're a personality and they pay to see you guys shooting the shit and mm. Or even if it's like, you know, you have sponsorship deals with people that pay you for access to the audience that you have. That's the most common way. So a lot of the podcasters would have, you know, we're sitting here and there's like a bag of like um, pea protein powder and another freaking (laughs) box of like cookies, you know, and they're like, obviously they're product placing in in, in the shot. Then you go in the description, there's like get 10% off the protein powder or get 10% off the thing, right? So that works as well because... Um, and I think there's some sort of like advertising share or something like through when you start getting monetized through uh, through YouTube as well. So yeah, people approach me. I mean, I, I'm just trying to guilt trip the world is my goal. So just how's that, how's that going? It's it will well going all right apart from my own limiting beliefs. <laughs> but yeah, like like I'll cold call people. Like, oh, I've heard you from TikTok. Oh, you're the I've listened to your podcast. I'm like fucking what? So the, the, it's out there. Um, but like what I mean by guilt tripping the world in the sense that you, if you give a disproportionate amount of value and never ask for anything, yeah. um, that that has a, a lot more value over the long run, just not the short term. How many videos are you up to at the moment on your... Uh, 1,300. Is it overall? Yeah. Or just on one channel? One channel. Yeah, so times that by five because I post it everywhere. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's it's been Good. useful. And not even that particularly, you know, yeah. like I, I I, think similar to your experience when you're talking to people on the street is I, I'm slowly leaning my personality out. Like I'm not Good. necessarily like leaning into it. Mm. So it's not that like the content's pretty boring, to be oh, honest. I've, I've watched some of your stuff. It's less boring. It's getting better. But it's good that you can see the um, the progression. <laughs> it's good that I can see. You can see the progression, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, like when I look at some of my... My very first ones, I'm just like, oh my god! Mm. But I, I don't delete them or anything. I keep them up there because like, I want people to see. Oh, okay, so we started in March 26th, and now it's freaking don't even know the date is, but July 6th or something. So mm. you can see, kind of like started off. What's real funny is I started off just doing that one game, and then it just took off, and then I was like, oh shit, I've got to do the next game now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think for me when it started becoming quite real there was this one week there was this one week where we played our first away game and then i didn't do anything but then i started getting messages from people they were just like oh are you doing anything are you doing anything for the, anything for the game and i was just like shit no <laughs> i'm not but i think i should yeah thanks for reminding me it's good inspiration i'm just thinking i didn't tell you that these um that goes for 30 minutes and switches off so i just push it again and it'll go for another 30 you're used to the chaos all right well there, there was something you touched on around the you know today or something to unpack there or like yeah, you're man. learning it again or there's shame I'm around just, your culture or you're proud of it or the whole thing man i think we're living in just uh like 
in this country, we're living in a a very interesting time. Yeah, go on. Let's you know, unleash some shit. Because own it. Because you're you either you either you either love it or you hate it. I think. Oh yeah. I think I think you know. Um, what about naming all the cities uh, today? Thoughts. Yeah, I mean, is it today or not? Nah, I feel like I'm saying Maori. Someone told me I've been saying Maori for ages, but apparently there's that fucking line on A, so you go Maori. Maori, yeah. Look. Mansplained it to you. Yeah, cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, the whole uh, yeah. So, so, so just coming back to the, yeah, the yeah. original question, I think we're just living in this in this really. Well, I I love it. I love the time we're living in. So, like you know, growing up in the '80s, you know, a lot of racism around anything Maori, right? Mm. Like. Forget about thinking about Maori names being 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 mm. um, being renamed, right? So we're bringing back the name. We're not actually changing names. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, so well like, said. So like all of this well and all of those things. Wait, what if this there wasn't a city? Yep. Okay, Dubai. Does that still count? So it's the raw hair. It's the area. Okay, so the area. The sure. areas have always been there. Okay, area was there first. City is just you know. Yep. Being pedantic about the specific hill, or just. You know, creating a city called Christchurch, but the area was called Ototahi, for instance. Oh yeah. So there's just like we could talk for hours on this. I could literally like talk hours and yeah, you can and, and the way that I just explain that bringing that thing back, bringing back the name as opposed to renaming. Yeah, no, good that's point. that's only because of me being educated in the last two three years around what has happened in the past, right? So I'm able to I'm able to speak into that stuff. Um, like, for instance, most of Europe think that a Dutch guy discovered this place. He didn't. He he visited, mm. right? Shout out Abel Tasman. But the only thing he discovered here was a whole lot of smoke that he didn't want, because the um the tongue of the right? <laughs> so the smoke he didn't want. Yeah. He yeah. realized there was a whole bunch of smoke down here that he just didn't want any of, right? Because mm. if he if 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 he if he felt safe down here and saw like this land, he would have went back. He would have went back and told the boys, let's go down there and grab this land. But he went back and told the boys, there's a whole lot of smoke down there and you don't want it with these people. Right? So he, he came here, didn't discover it, he visited it. Yeah. So yeah. it's all this corridor, it's all this kind of stuff that you grow up, I grew up thinking was one way and then over the last couple of years, you realize, hang on, all of that stuff, a lot of that stuff's lies, right? Oh, let's get into it. It's lies. Because I'm a white guy. I got no tereo, so this will be good. It'll be some good. quality content. I didn't have any tereo until the last two or three years. Yeah, why though? What changed? Well, that's a good question. Um, you, you, you're a trustee to some land you discovered and you're like, let's, let's learn some more? A um, couple of reasons. A <laughs> couple of reasons. <laughs> that was a joke, but yeah. yeah okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> didn't land I well. Re- I realized it was a joke. <laughs> I, was like, I, I realized it was a joke, but a couple of reasons, right? Um, I was... I was a bit, I was sick and tired, mm. and I was just a, very fed up with not understanding what's going on in my own culture, right? So, you know, I'm sure you've been overseas where English isn't their first language, and you'll be sitting there, and there's a whole bunch of people speaking their language, right? So mm. you're not part of the conversation, you're not getting involved, right? So I didn't want to feel like that anymore. So every time I'd be in a situation where there'd be like two people speaking te reo Māori, and then I know I could only get past... Kia and then which means how are you and then mm. after that I'm screwed mm. right so instead of engaging what us well actually I'm not going to speak for everyone what I tend to do is just not engage at all 
because you don't I don't want to feel those 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 feelings that tightness in the chest those feelings of 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 not being Maori because I can't speak the language and that's that's one of my biggest reasons hmm. um I didn't want my kids growing up in the same world I did which was Maori's not going to get you anywhere um it's a dying language Maori are useless Maori are this Maori are that and Maori are everything else right so the the children that are growing up now in this country that are connected to some sort of kopapa, whether it's kura school, kohangareo, which is um, preschool, if they're connected with a marae, if they're connected with anything to do with te ao Māori, Matariki's coming up, right? They're very fortunate. Fortunate, mm. fortunate to be, and this goes for like white New Zealanders, Chinese New Zealanders. Indians, right, I think they're all fortunate to be growing up in a place where we're starting to recognize like a lot of our a lot of our tikanga and a lot of our customs. Yeah, I mean, there's this beautiful thing about our country. It shouldn't be a shame piece or a, a polarizing piece. Spe- let's, here, let's go a little, little uh, risky area. What are your thoughts mm. on virtue signaling? So the, these... Yep. We don't have to call them white people, but that's what I'm thinking. They're going out there and they're like, oh, I care so much about you. You impoverished less than me. I'm going to help lift you up from, and you're, you know, you're not going to do well and you're this and that, but I'm not racist, but I care about you. I'm trying to lift you up. What are your thoughts on those sort of people that I think they're trying to uplift, but it's actually contributing to a demeaning mindset? I don't really have much of an opinion, but when I do see it, when I do see it, I always think to myself, are you doing it for the thing that you, because it happens in the same way in like climate change and greenwashing as well, right? It's just like, (laughs) are are you doing it because you really care or are you doing it just to make yourself look good? You know what I mean? But I think think over the years, people are starting to get, become more aware of that stuff now. Well, I hope so. And Mm. like, like, we can smell the bullshit very quickly when someone's going, to, "Hey, look what we're doing!" It's like, what, why are you doing that? What's what's the motivation behind it? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, what's something you feel strongly about then? If not that, what's your thing? Because obviously, there's there's been a rediscovery of yourself and trying to reconnect yeah. with the culture because you were taught that you know that you should have shame around it. It's not a waste of time. Why are you doing it? What what would be something that you hope to bring into you know? You're not speaking for Maori then, but like no. you're essentially. No one does. No one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's another point. That's a good. One. What are your thoughts on assigning a, a a group or a person that's in charge of a said group, even though they're an individual that doesn't speak? Like, I don't know a white person that speaks for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Um. This went. This went a place, bro. Are you sure you're regretting this? I don't think I understand the question, but uh essentially, like, yep. What are your th- so? The mistake I see people make is they put people into a little box of group, mm. and I have yet to find consistent characteristics across any group so they are individuals within a group and then you have certain you know they're assigned as maori advisor and now they speak for all maori it's like you know what what sort of insight do they look no one no one speaks for all maori no one speaks for all indians no one speaks for all chinese right um i think i think that's a misconception where we get placed in this underneath this one umbrella well, there's one kind of wide, but we're all in our own. And once you get into Kopapa Māori and understand that we're all in our own marae, in our own areas, in our own thing, and even within those areas, um, we're just all our own people. So now nah, having having someone that speaks for all of us, it's just it's just not going to happen. <laughs> this is not going to happen, bro. 
<laughs> Funnily enough, um, Carl Jung is one of the pioneers of psychology. He predicted World War Two, and this will relate. Um, he predicted it because people were assigned a said group. They were conforming to that group, but they were losing the individuality. So they were actually frustrated and angry and wanted someone to blame because their individual feelings weren't being heard. And then they directed that at the Jewish people mm. in the end because there was a strong individual that was captivating and giving a reason for all their suffering. And they're like, yes, that's why. And you see it again. Like, I probably wouldn't use a modern example, so this it can actually go on YouTube. But um, it is very dangerous. Like, I can see people's desire to connect as a group, to have a sense of identity to fit in, yep. but it's actually at the expense of the, the individual and only contributes to the suffering. But anyways, um, what what were the lies that you you discovered? Because you called me out twice, then I'm like, yeah, you're right, fair. Because the the town isn't um, town isn't being renamed as being, no, oh, yeah. No. And I think I think both names can exist. So I think you know this whole, um, and I'll come back to your question. So you know, there's all this discussion around: should we make New Zealand Aotearoa? Should we do this, that, and the other? And I think. Um, there are a lot of countries around the world that have two names, but it's always the name within the country is what they will refer it to, and then internationally, that's the name that's on the map. So my idea would be, and I don't think we should change it, but it depends what the people want, right? Mm. Just be like, if you want to call it Aotearoa, call it Aotearoa. If you want to call it New Zealand, it's called New Zealand. Mm. I mean, the lie, the the lies go deep. Yeah, yeah go on. The lies go real let's deep. Let's find right? some deep. Because like, like, I want to learn, bro. If, if we're so if we're so fixated on pronunciation as well, oh shit, yeah. we're mispronouncing New Zealand. Yeah, it's New Zealand. Oh, okay. It's a Dutch word. There's oh. a place called Zeeland over there. Okay, and that's where Abel came from. Even huh. that name is not even. We're not even. We're not even pronouncing his name right. Do you think because he didn't want the smoke, we can call it New Zealand? Is that what it was? Nah, another joke, I not think, landing. I think once everyone kind of, I, th- I think a lot of, <laughs> I think a lot of Kiwis, right? If they just, if they were just like, understood that, they'd be like, oh, he came over here. Uh, apparently, he didn't get off the boat either. That's how much smoke uh, he did not want. So yeah. he sailed around. I wouldn't want that smoke. Like, he killed a couple of of Tangata Fenua. Tangata Fenua killed a couple of them. There was this massive waka that rode out to him, Fuck, saying all this crazy shit in the middle of the night. You can't, you can't even see anything. You hear, ooh, ooh paddling away and he's like holy fuck bang bang get out away from me yeah jesus right the haka can you met like in can a legit imagine? situation can you imagine like out in the middle of the water nah, and it's that's pitch that. black and what you hear is this paddling <laughs> paddling of these dudes coming out man you just don't, you've got no idea what they're saying and you only got one shot per musket i think they probably would have been tooled up because yeah. i think i think they would have been told but i think they traded as well with like food because they were pretty mal- malnutritioned um, so lies. Let's talk about lies. Um, Captain Cook. Yeah. Did you know that he um, <laughs> when he when he went to when he went to Tahiti, yeah, he picked up this dude, and um, he's trying to find this place. And he goes, this dude called Tupai he goes, yeah, well I know that place, I know it really well. He goes, great. Like, we need to get there. And he goes, yeah, I can I can take you there. But he's gonna use the stars to get him there. And Cook's like. <laughs> you're talking about savage right and then like we've got all this we've got savage. all we've got all this we've got all these all this all this like high-tech stuff yeah yeah yeah. what the hell are you talking about and yeah, yeah. um he he sailed he took uh cook around to a couple of islands and he named them all mm. and he even wrote a map out and just pinpointed where all these all these islands were it was him who, who actually brought him down here he bought cook 
down to New Zealand. Ah. And Cook wanted to go this other way, and he said, no, no, don't go that way, because if you go that way, it's going to take longer. But come this way. And Cook was like, nah, fuck you. I'm going this way. And um, look it up. Pretty sure it said that um, a lot of people got sick. It was real rough seas. Um and you know, almost almost screwed the whole mission up. But anyway, he got down here, and it was Tupai that came off 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 the endeavour, and spoke to um, the Tangata Whenua of of um, what's called now Gisborne, mm. um, and he was the one who actually communicated with with the Tangata Whenua here, with hmm. the locals, with the locals down here. But that name Tupai, I only just I only just found out about him a year ago. So who wrote about him? You know what I mean? Like I imagine some white guy Cook fucking did. Cook. Oh, he's like yo, this guy. Yeah. So he, if you go through us. like if you go through like Cook's, humble, if you, you know go through I mean? Cook's stuff, he's, he's like names of lots and lots of yeah. people that he's kind of like come across and everything. So it's kind of crazy if you think about it. like you think about races and then let alone the eighties, and he's like yo y'all listen to you let's go that way and then writes about him. That's kind of crazy that, that he's well, mentioned. It's not only crazy, but it's like Tupai's name is isn't isn't even in the psyche of 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 the average of the yeah, average no, Zealand, no, right? Like how many how many history lessons did you get at school talking about this great? explorer called Tupaya. Yeah, no, right. never. First right. time I've heard of it. There should be a statue of him here. Mm. And there should be a statue of him in, in in England. You should put him in front of Cook pointing the way. Yeah, like this. Yeah. And then he's like, nah. Like him massive and like Cook a little boy. <laughs> like <this>. <laughs> <laughs> well, some sting coming out there. Well, I mean, it but, is. It's, it's just... it's just Whitewash. It's just, it's just... It's conveniently left out of a lot of corridor. Just conveniently mm. not there. You know, mm. and like once I started getting into you know learning more about the culture, all of these things just started kind of showing themselves. You got to be careful in the same breath. Like, I don't dispute it. Um, I just humans tend to reconfirm what they already know. So like, you've seen this, now you're like, shit, the whole thing's fucked. So then you think everything's like, but then yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think like, it makes sense. Like even just with war. Um, yep. but if you think of that, that culture, so, you know, they would talk so negatively of, you know, Maori and, and derogatory and like put them in this pedestal and wipe them from the history and make them seem like they're all perfect and whatnot. Like even in modern times with warfare right now, it's like the private military industrial complex, you know, like how much that influences the narrative of what truly is true. It's like, yeah. why are we fighting for what weapons of no destruction? Um, so it makes sense. I'd be open to be like, oh, yeah, no, that was completely whitewashed, not true. I don't have any sort of historical understanding. So how does someone educate themselves on the lies? Or how have you been doing it? Um, good question. Um, getting involved in just as many Māori kaupapa as I can. Like, there's a lot of stories, there's a lot of waiata, there's a lot of songs, there's a lot mm. of there's a lot of things. There's um, a really good podcast out there, Taringa, Taringa, Taringa Podcast. Taringa. Yep, it's in, it's bilingual. It's actually mostly in English. Help the white people listen to this. Spell help, that out. T- uh, taringa. T a t a r i n g a. Yeah. Just really help. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna educate us, you know, they had might be really, here. You know, had to really think about that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and even just just looking at books, just mm. like you know, the library's full of like books about Tupai and stuff like that. It's 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 just convenient. Again, it's conveniently left out of kind of like our curriculum and stuff. So, well, why do you think it was left out? What would be I mean, it kind of makes sense to me that it is like, you know, they're basically viewed as subhuman. Uh, like why, you would, why, why would you leave out something where one guy is going to travel, I don't know, 3,000 kilometers on the sea using the stars? 
Like, why would you leave that out? Like, wouldn't you? It's pretty w- cool. Wouldn't you just go tell the world? Mm. Look at this guy. Mm. Him and his, him and his, him and his people traveled this vast amount of water using the stars and the birds. That's crazy. Kind of sounds a bit fake, but oh yeah, but, you reckon but, too hard but, to believe. But he did it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that that was my understanding is a, a lot of the how they circumnavigated the globe was you know exactly what you said stars and birds how did is it from southeast asia then down the thing do you know like the the history of, of maori and how they ended up a couple up of here? theories eh, is it's like southeast asia through through um philippines like through taiwan and then down through all the islands hmm. another theory we come from um south america Thirty thousand years of of um of human migration uh, were there moriori's or is that bullshit no they were definitely here so that's another lie right that we ate them all Right. Okay, good. Yeah, let's talk about it. That's, that's a good uh, one, right? Because, you know, um, yeah, them. there's actually a Māori um guy on TikTok oh, who, yeah? who, who's educating people about, you know, what happened. Oh, there's, like, he's a, a modern Māori Māori. Māori Māori, yeah, yeah, yeah. Māori Māori. Yeah, so there's, there's this theory about how there was a group of people here before we ate them all, apparently. Um, sounds at the gate when you say it. Alan. It does. It does. Eh? So um, it's it was it was a fight between the Moriori and another tribe. Can't remember what the name of the tribe is. Um, who 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 didn't slave them? I, know, I don't know about eating them all, but the Moriori left and went to another island. Hmm. As far as far as I know, or were they even at the other island? They got ch- they got chased away. These th- this tribe went over there, took them over, married them into their own into their own whanau and everything. Hmm. Using your analogy before about renaming, are you, is is then does that mean the Maori are renaming the Moriori areas? Should not, we give that to them? Should we have like three names? I'm not quite sure. Well, if like Moriori were here first. Ah, oh, you don't know yeah, who was first because I think we all come from the same place, mm. right? So coming down here, okay, yeah, fair enough. But it's, but it's a very interesting question, right? Because even where we're sitting now would have been. Um, there would have been other tribes that were here before, hmm. right? And there would have been battles between those tribes as well. Yeah. What What do you do? You think there's a wrong that needs to be righted? One, obviously, history should be true as best they can. Is there like the Treaty of Waitangi? You're like, bomb, give us this, that, don't leave that alone. We sitting on that one. We're on the most divisive conversation I've had in a while. But I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. Wrong to be righted. Yeah, I think you know we haven't had we haven't had the best end of the stick. That's just facts. Yeah. Um, is there a is there a, a writing of that? It'll take some time. Mm. I think I think we're doing the most of the work though. Like when you go around to any marae, if you go to Orake marae here, if you go see what other iwi that are doing that are just doing it for themselves, right? They've got their own schools, they've got their own little health healthcare centers. They they employ doctors, they employ. You know, medical nurses. They've they've got things that are that are specifically for that little area. So they're educating their own kids. They're bringing their kids up within the world of their of their hapu, of their subtribe. Mm. So we're doing a lot of things ourselves. Mm. Um, we're delivering services, right? So we're getting contracts from the from the government to say we're going to deliver a I don't know social service like counselling service or something like that, right? So we're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, wrong rights. Can't really change history. It is what it is. I think. I think what we'd like to do, though, is just to uh, take away some of those lies 
yeah, and, and valid, educate yeah. our current children. Like we don't even have don't even have New Zealand history in schools, man. Mm. Like, we learned about World War Two mm. in the in the nineties, right? We don't even have local history around local people at all of our regional schools. The history is quite vast. Yeah, I mean, it's always a tr- it's always a tricky thing. It's like so there's historic um, misgivings and, and horrific things that have been done, and it's. It's like how can we work as individuals knowing each other now to collectively rise up together, you know, rising totally. tide lifts all boats. Yeah. Whether there needs to be a penalty for the the thing that happened in a prior life. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are upset. Um, there's a lot of people from both sides being racist. But I know people say you can't be racist if you're not a marginalized group, you know. You know, like white people like if you're racist to white people then you're not racist. That's sort of that's sort of like the thing no. at the moment. No, you don't agree out. with that? That's a cop out. You can, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can be racist. You can be you can be racist to any group, and you're still a racist. Well, I think every human's born to segregate themselves into groups. It just mm. might be race. It might be height. It might be you know good popularity, looks. good looks. Yeah. What about the good look disparity? Hey, eh? how good looking people do better in life? You know what I mean? Well, who's talking seen, about that? I've seen some of those. I've seen some of those um, <laughs> those posts online. Right, It'll like. The American presidents are this height, or the the ones that that are in uh, upper level management positions are usually between this height and this height, hmm. and it's quite it's quite true. You know, I kind of look back and be like, yeah. What about what's your advice to these short kings out there that feel invalidated? And just they- be you, man. Yeah. Just be you. You know, <laughs> just be just be yourself. No, nah, look. <laughs> These chats have been random. Yeah, yeah. I know it's been random, man. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it, man. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I only looked at the thing because it's about to do that 30-minute thing again. Um, Will you pick a topic? What do you want to talk about? Talk about your business, bro. I think you've got a really good business. You reckon? Yeah. You I just do. said it was going to be redundant in a few months. I think there's a window. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a window for one-day videos. Yeah. Particularly the way you're doing them because they're, um, they're manual. Yeah. I mean... Like, let's just say this, right? If if I was to get you ten clients tomorrow, mm. could you could you take on ten clients tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, without like working yourself into like twenty hour days and stuff. I'd do that anyways. Yeah, I love I love work. <laughs> Maybe not twenty I, hours. I need I, I need eight hours sleep. I, that. I love work. The only thing, like, so essentially, the whole benefit is ten clips in twenty four hours. Um, so if we do, we can handle the scale of one a day. We could do. I can hire pretty easily. I've already got, you know, two two people that would want to do work if they need to do work. You can scale up. The only the only bottleneck is like delivering on the speed mm. the next day. But like what about the review process? What about, you know, you do me ten videos and I go, They're all shit. Do them again. What happens then? I go cry myself to sleep. Yeah, okay. So that's gonna be a a, a huge I clutch it every time, the hundred percent. A huge bottleneck. Yeah, now that would be the so there are tools you can use and you can pick out certain time frames. My the whole approach would be you speak to the person, you say, Hey, look, there's gonna be times where this isn't the most beautifully crafted. You might not look the best, you might have a little shame around that, but that's the content that's exactly gonna do the best. So we're not here to create, you know, you could go somewhere and create cinematic thing and pay thousands of dollars for this landscape video and ten people watch it. Or we could focus on the idea and representing you as a human being. So in part, it will be setting the expectation when they start. And there can be a review process. That's not the end of the world. Making adjustments isn't hard. Okay. Um, yeah, very nice. Did you have a lot of support around you when you started this business? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have people that love me, which is cool. 
I can ask for money if I need to. Don't want to. <laughs> Ran out of money last Thursday, so we're trying to piece this puzzle, bro. Um, are you? Do you have like a um, like a network around you that are kind of like guys that are doing the same thing as you? Guys or women that are doing the same thing as you? Yeah, good. Yeah, there are women. Or that they are successful, bro? Or like, they? Fuck. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they yeah yeah we got um one percent non-binary audience i like to shout them out once in a while shout out shout out uh but do you have a group of people around you that are kind of doing similar things you know business owner entrepreneur content yeah. making i know a lot of business owners and a lot of successful business owners and content making as well uh a few yeah i don't really okay like you know attention seekers stan henry he's doing pretty good um you know yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I was there when he was building, bro. Two years ago, came on this podcast. Yeah, anyone that was doing anything worthwhile in the financial space that was making content, I've interviewed them, and that's what grew my audience and grew my book of business. Um, now you got a Maori on here talking about. Um, I know other brown fellas, believe it or not, bro. Like, <laughs> who discovered New Zealand? Who yeah, yeah, but niche. It's so niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think it needs to be talked about. Most people don't have the courage. I don't give a fuck. If I get cancelled, I've got a phone. If you got cancelled, I feel bad because that's your, you know. But you're not. The benefit of being a marginalized group is you're harder to cancel. Really? I believe so. I don't go out there to be cancelled, but yeah, well, I suppose I don't say much controversial stuff to be cancelled. Yeah, well, this is pretty con. Like me even saying anything's controversial. Really? Relating to Maori. Yeah, like fuck you, white guy talking about us. Like, what do you know? And then blah blah blah. And See, even I'll even wish, the white people jump. I on wish that. I could get that kind of um, that notoriety. You know that. I'll show you the way, bro. Yeah. Nah, uh, you you could you could definitely piss people off whether they would, because at the moment, it's trendy to k- show that you care about Maori. It sounds a little mm. fucked to say whether they genuinely care or not is a different thing. Mm. But that's at the moment. But then also the counter to that is that there's people that, uh, you know, thinking that Maori are getting a certain benefit over other people, and then you know they're lashing out and blaming others for their own internal inadequacies. So you have both extremes. You definitely get hate, whether you'd get cancelled on the you know social justice platforms. I don't think so. You get hate though for sure. Do you want some more hate? We'll find the best clips, bro. I have this one clip where I said, um, so we played the Raiders over there in, over there in Canberra, and they usually do this clap, this kind of like clap. And I said to one of the, I said to one of the fans, I was like, you know, what do you think about the game? Because we just smashed them. And I said to him something like, uh, I didn't hear that stupid clap tonight. You know, where was that clap? And I went to the camera. I was like, where were your, where were your guys' claps? And there was a few hateful comments on that one, but not as many as I hoped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll rack it up, bro. When the imposter syndrome goes, that's when your content will take off. The more you I can th- lean into it. I think it's gone. Yeah? No, no, sorry. It has gone. It's It's gone. Like, Is there anything you hold back? Like, you must be sitting at 80%, surely. Oh, what do you mean? Like, some people get fear of judgment, fear of talking about certain topics. You just don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, you know, I've kind of got to the age where I've, I've got I've got that kind of experience, that little bit of experience now, and they're like, that's just confidence for me now. So before, I'd, I had to have a camera person there, but now I just set it up. I just set it up on the tripod, and I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> so the, ones that, the, one, the one that you edited, that was just the cameras just, just there, and I'm just there by myself. Oh wow, that's yeah. funny. There's no, there's no team, <laughs> and you're editing it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get you got to. Don't you? Yeah, we well, don't have to, but wow. I wanted to outsource that whole thing, but then I something that Mr. Beast said very well, and it was just like you got to edit your own stuff. Otherwise, how can you, 
how can you advise others on what you want eventually when you get to that stage? But he huh. says, in the beginning, just do everything yourself. Be consistent. And I was just like, okay, Mr. Beast. Mm. Who am I going to argue with him? Yeah, he, yeah, I've consumed maybe a thousand hours of his advice. And all these, <laughs> all it came down is click-through rate and average view of retention and keep their attention for the first 30 seconds. Other than that, there's not... But the the best thing he taught me was around. Um, We're going to fail on that one today, by the way. You know, they just gonna the retention rates going to be like, or drop off as soon as like Maori mentioned or spike up. <laughs> either or, because you know people people have strong opinions and strong emotions. That's what I don't get is like people like to. I I think an insult is an insecurity wrapped in blame. So anytime someone's hateful, mm. anytime someone's projecting and have strong emotions, it's a story they're putting onto other people. And you go deep, man. Yeah. You go deep, bro. Yeah, what do you think? Like Why do you think people are so cruel to each other? Why can't we have a conversation about you being moldy and being proud of it and me wanting to learn more about how we've... Or the other way around. You're like, why can't we have a conversation where you... Not saying that you do, but you don't like Māori and for us to be... Good, thank you. And, so and I want to... <laughs> and for us to be okay with that, yeah. right? Instead of us being like, no, you have to be this way or you have to think this way or you have to believe in these things, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we had a guy on the podcast that wasn't nice about Maori. Oh, cool, and that's fine. That, that's his, that's his, that's that's who he is. Well, I I, I challenge it all. Any, I think my most someone asked me what my most controversial opinion was, mm. and it was that haters still hate no matter how justified the cause. Which, on the surface, it's like that's not really controversial, but in reality, there's very few people that don't hate. And it might be they've done a horrific thing, you know, like, oh, I don't know, this person's a, a thief, a murderer, they deserve to rot in hell and, you know, they should be put on the death penalty and they'll justify that because of the act of that individual. Mm. But in actual fact, what makes that hate of that said dark person that's done, not dark like in that sense, but like dark as in like the evil, um, and they've done this horrific thing, what makes your horrific hate of them any different? What do you think? What do you think? Is is that a controversial opinion to say you shouldn't hate people? Hmm. Good question. Who do you hate? What's your biggest Who do I hate? Who? What do you get most angry at? Like, I get upset at victims, which is a bit fucked up because I play victim. Do you? Yeah. Are you, oh, okay. Why like, is it? poor me. Uh, probably because I was life. rewarded for sharing those things and given a, affection and support. Probably. Wow. So, like, you know, mum would be quite emotionally avoidant, but she's very kind but wouldn't show affection or love easily. So if I pack up a big fuss, then I'll get attention. But she also hates complainers too, so somewhere in the middle. <laughs> that would be my guess. Like, I got rewarded for that behavior. Hmm. Or I've learned, you've used that behavior to to navigate a challenging moment. So going back to your question, I think, uh, around that person that hates Let's just say anyone that hates a certain group of people. Yeah, just that's, that's just got to come from like, like upbringing. Yeah, things they were told. Yeah, or experiences that have happened to them, right? And um, so, what's you, your biggest if, thing? If you what go, oh, what upsets you when you see it, or like people like just that, in general? What upsets me in general? Yeah, what's your fucking like? like gets your like, gears oh, going. Just gets me like really pissed off. <laughs> Safe space. I get well, I can't joke. The people <laughs> listening, I don't know what they'll do, but. Um, let me think about that, bro. 
do I get pissed off? Yeah, I get pissed off. Get pissed off when people don't make a decision really quickly. Wait, hey? interesting. It's just like, hey, got the proposal. What's going on? Mm. Are we doing this or not? People pleasers too. That I'll you call s- you tomorrow, you, but never talk you to you. You said we were going to do this, but now we're not doing this. Mm. Do you think culturally mm. we have a really hard time saying no? Oh, I've sold all over the world, bro. They fucking <laughs> people pleasers, bro. Why though? Why? Why can't we just be like this? Ryan, I like you, but I'm not going to do any business with you today. Mm. How hard was that? It's not that hard. It's not that hard, eh? No. But what we end up doing is this. Send it over to me, Ryan. It looks good. <laughs> Block. <laughs> Block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every salesman's been through it, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I just get decisions. But and it, it's, 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 it's more prevalent here. Oh, yeah. Massively. I agree. I think it's small town vibes is what it is. There's consequences for the social repercussions of you being a dick. So if I talk to you, I'll know 50 people you know. And if I do something bad by you, that's their fear. I'm not saying it's justified, but I think that would be a bigger contributor why New Zealanders do that more than others. Like, it'd be the same in the islands. You reckon? Don't know. I've only been to Samoa when I was five, and I don't remember much, but... So what we, do you think it is? I, I, you know, I was, I was away for 10 years, and when I came back... Um, Aussie? I was in Aussie for two years and I was away for 12 years. I was in Aussie for two years and in the UK for 10 years. Hmm. And, you know, did kind of sales and stuff all over the world as well. And it's, you know, you know the cultures. It's very much black and white in some cultures. Other cultures might be a little bit more on the on the grey side. But here in New Zealand, it's very grey a lot of the times in terms of getting decisions out of out of people. Not just in business. Like, let's shout out to, like, our friends and family. They say they're going to, like, turn up to something and they don't... <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I, I got a bit anal about that like if someone was five minutes late I'm like all the best of life like not even like if they've got established rep, like reputation and connection and I feel comfortable with them but to me you know if you're one minute late you're late if you're one minute early you're early you, you know, you're on time you're on time it, 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 it seems so crazy and that would upset people so I'm learning that like what I'd say like so I invite this person on a podcast. They're fucking, you know, they've got 60 employees, you know, there's Rick, they're doing well. They're doing me a favor in their eyes and then they'll cancel and I'll just be like, yeah, the cancellation, the last minute cancellations. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's talk about those. <laughs> last minute. I'm, I'm okay with them canceling. It's just our values are different, mm. but I feel like it's cruel to do on the first go without mm. them knowing what my values are. Mm. Like it's a little entitled, people told me. So for me, it's just, I can't rely on people if they don't take responsibility for their actions and keep their agreements so that's what i need to feel safe in that connection with them i understand emergencies happen yeah life happens life happens but you know at the same time you can kind of feel like when it's like a eh, they had that they didn't want to do it they didn't want to turn up you know um how do you get over that so a lot of salespeople struggle with that yeah just carry on you carry on. Carry I feel on. like you're carrying it on. You you got the tension in your shoulders, bro. Mm, do you like send them do. death threats? Or? No, no, absolutely not. There's nothing you can do. It's just like, okay, well. What about is. selling to them so it's a safer space to say no? What do you mean? So, same reason people lie to you is the fear of consequence. So, if you can create a space where your objective isn't to sell to them, it's to make them make a decision, mm-hmm. which could be not to buy from you. Mm-hmm. And then also show them that saying no is okay by saying, hey, look, I'd rather you say no. It seems like you, there's something holding you back. 
you don't have to buy from me what's going on i'm working with you and then then i just i don't call them again fuck them you know what i mean like if if but that's bad you should have follow-up and sales that's a problem but like how do you how would you approach in that way how would you create a, a space where people can tell you things without there being consequence i just think it's a cultural thing here man i think a lot of us are just a bit fearful to speak our speak our minds are you assigning characteristics to a group bro after everything we spoke to at the start i feel like that's a bit victimy you're right just give up no one will ever buy from you <laughs> blame the market it's the market bro it's recession um, oh, i don't know what that word was no i don't i don't want to assign it assign it to a group but but cancels out everything before it just FYI. culturally i think i i, I do think in a lot can it of be ways, harder harder for what to get people not to say like help them say no can it be harder here but not like everyone you've got no chance i just think it's a culture thing we just say yes to a lot of things mm. we say yes but we don't mean it you know mm. yeah i'll be there or you know cool we'll um we'll, we'll come to the party or something can you yeah. be the oracle of truth can you be the man yeah. that changes the culture with your no. media company why not absolutely not why the fuck not absolutely that's a massive massive thing to change like you go to some countries it's just like black and white Mm. yeah you're ugly i hate you, you know? <laughs> yeah. russia you'll get along there yeah. bro yeah well maybe i won't maybe i'll just be destroyed <laughs> yeah maybe you need a little bit I'm like no here you go warriors fan tv is crap <laughs> we mean to tell you something no, no. um loving the chat love the chat I did, I did have another thing no, yeah another thing we're at uh um it's two o'clock i don't know what your time constraints now if you need to go bro let me let me know i'm right i got let's say 15 15 um. Mm, I feel like here something completely different. Okay, go on. I feel like here there's not a lot of us, and maybe I need to hang out with some other people. Um, in a lot of my friend groups, there's not a lot of us that are doing things like this, right? And mm. I don't want to. I don't want to use the word hustling. Don't want to use the word grinding. Mm. But doing cool stuff like. There's not a lot of us in my friend groups that are doing a lot of content. Now I'm being a little bitch, you know what I mean? Huh? What? What's it? <laughs> no, I just said, <laughs> don't worry, carry on. Oh, they're all being little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, they live their whole life out of fear of consequence and then never have a life worth living. Because like in 2023, we are in this, we're like, if you're 21 right now, I'm really jealous of you. Mm. I'm, I'm jealous of all the 21 year olds and 22 year olds right now. The, the stuff that's available to you to do things like this and to get your name yeah, out there same. and the time you have in the day to get your name out there and do all this sort of stuff, I'd kill for that time, mm. right? So I am some ways jealous, but I'm also uh, fully aware that the, um, that the platforms, that there can be a lot of um, time wasting because of all the platforms that, that we have right now, right? So... You could spend hours and hours on TikTok and not do anything with your day, for instance. Mm-hmm. But look, look, um, and maybe I need to find some new friend groups. Yeah, ones, man. ones that are ones that are doing st- um, cool shit like this. Yeah, like fuck. And then because that, that, so let's say you're putting yourself out there. You're fearful. You're you're facing the f- truth. You're looking in the mirror, knowing you're exposed and vulnerable, and you're going to pursue what you want in life. And then someone comes in. Shh, what are you doing, bro? That's fucking shit. Like, damn man, why are you doing that? Like, blah blah. blah. It like it will shatter you. It's such a fragile thing, and if you've got a network of people that is beyond their realm of capacity, even if they love you, 
Uh-huh. They're pulling you down because they need to maintain their identity and you're mm. conflicting that. It's like when I quit alcohol like eight years ago. Well done. There's, um, I'm going on a bit of rant here. Have you ever heard of a word called homeostasis? Nope. Homeostasis is basically like in a chemistry, it's basically if there's a change in equilibrium, it tries to go back to the equilibrium. So if you change, yes. now they've got to pull you yeah, or yeah, come yeah, with yeah. you. So guess who's getting all the shit? Yep. Fucking you. Yeah. so how do you navigate that so you're putting yourself out there you already think you're a piece of shit because you're just starting it and no one's stopping <laughs> how do you what do you give advice to people that want to make content but their family oh. judge them I get messages like that all the time yeah yeah I get messages from people saying things like that you know I don't want to do this because of um, what's well, it called tall poppy syndrome mm. family members shitting on them <laughs> yeah um, there's actually one TikTok that I made about that as well um, advice shit man I've always been a I don't give a fuck type of person, you know. Now that's been good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've gone into things and it's failed, and I've been like, oh, I should have maybe taken some time to think more about it. Yeah, I've been there. But like the whole how, how I explained how I was in front of the camera and 26th of March and da da da. That's just kind of me. So advice for them. That's tough, man. Like. I'm not going to say that you have to be an outgoing person in order to do this because I know there's there's people out there got a lot of insecurities, a lot of anxiety that also do this as well. Um, chase your dreams. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've got no advice for anybody really. Um, it's 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 not as bad for those that are thinking it's like this massive mountain to climb. It's not. You know, it's not. You got to start somewhere as well. Mm. It's not even like so. Just FYI, I don't do this out of joy, which is a bit unusual. I I just think I want to achieve my goal. Yeah, this is the best way to achieve my goal. I don't. I like not people not knowing who the fuck I am. Just walking through, looking like a hobo, and like I don't exist. I don't even care if anyone comes to my funeral. Just fucking make it cheap. Fucking chuck in the bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't. But I know if I want to give every person the opportunity to live a fulfilling life, I got to suck it up and put it out there. Mm-hmm. And how to do it in the most effective and cost-effective way where I reach a lot of people. So you know, documenting your journey is an easy way to do that. So my advice for people that are fearful of it, they have nothing to lose in the sense they don't actually have a life right now. And I don't mean that too cruelly, but most people medicate their lives over the weekend with alcohol. They live in denial about what they truly want to do just because of that first initial moment. There's never something, anything harder than that first rejection you got trying to fucking start the camera and hoping the guy didn't come here you started making the story being like oh yeah if he doesn't come here it's whatever like but do like if you look at your soul you're like fucking what that part is the hard part Mm. actually executing on it and failing isn't that bad it's like epitacus is a philosophy says man doesn't suffer by crisis but by his interpretation of it very few things in my life have been so painful that I can't forgive it and move on. It's me that makes it awful. But anyway, so I just... Uh, man, you get deep, man. <laughs> you know the funny thing I've noticed in this last hour? Is that when you get in these kind of like, and you're clearly um, focused in this world, your whole demeanor changes. Yeah. Like your eyes change. Your eyes change when you like, when you bring up a quote from someone or when you start educating me. It's just like, okay, that's I, that that I feel like is where your sweet spot is. Interesting. Or where you feel the most comfortable. That's that what is. I'm that's that's the feeling I'm getting that you're comfortable in that space. Yeah, like essentially my theory is that the most fulfilling thing you can do is to help a version of yourself in the world. 
And the reason I look so engaged is because I so find... you did it again? Yeah, <laughs> I'm off, again. my eyes are alive, bro. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but like, I feel really alive when I'm talking about either my emotions or someone else's in a way that can help alleviate their suffering. So the reason I look so engaged is because I'm like, I'm helping myself right now. Mm. And I think if your purpose is aligned with that in some way, where you're solving the pain you've seen or the pain you've experienced, then you, you look like you're on coke, you know what I mean, without doing it. So anyways, we've done our 15. What, what's your inspiring message or sh- how can, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want. Inspiring or, message? Or uninspiring? Look, you know, a 42-year-old goes to a Warriors game with a camera and a microphone and interviews people. And then we got like, I don't know, half a million views on TikTok. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, you watch it. You know what I mean? Uh, like Three months too. hundred and something thousand views on, on, on YouTube. But the, the point I'm getting at is this, is that you don't need anything. Don't, well, sorry, you need a bit of courage. Okay, that's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> bit of imposter syndrome sprinkled on. A bit of imposter syndrome sprinkled on. But if a 42-year-old can get in front of a camera, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, for 21-year-olds like watching this thinking that, thinking that a 42-year-old's got it all sorted out. He's got all the connections. He's got all the money. He's got all the... You don't, it's bullshit. I don't have anything. I don't have a lot of those things. Mm. Um, just go and do it. Like, the world needs, I reckon, the world needs a lot more of this. A lot more of this. People that... I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I do now, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we need more of this dialogue. Yeah. And whether your passion is freaking sewing or making wood furniture it doesn't matter what it is um we've got the tools now you just need a little bit of courage to do it so start that podcast start whatever you know get on bloody tiktok i'm trying to get so many people on tiktok it's it's, it's, it's mm. like it's like pulling teeth yeah it's like pulling teeth i know so many people that have got so much experience and they're so knowledgeable i'm just like you are keeping all of that stuff from the world they're like yeah i know but it's not really me tiktok's not me and i get it i get it you know mm. P- pulling out the phone and speaking to a phone, <laughs> even me just doing this, right? Yeah. There is, there's a lot of stuff involved in that for that to happen. Crazy, yeah. and then for you to push publish, yeah, there's and a no lot one watch st- it, and then keep going, and then keep going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah. look, I, I think there's so many people out there that are depriving us from their knowledge, depriving us from their experience, and if we just get the phone out and talk to it and just baby step it, then you know we'll, we'll all be good for it. Yeah, I, I think. I agree. There's someone doing a disservice by not sharing their message because they're the only person that might be able to save the person on the other side because they speak their language. Right. So thank you for coming on. Thank you very much, man. <laughs>